0: Welcome everyone to the Straight Shoot Wrestling Podcast, and guess what everyone, Santi is still on vacation, so the Degenerate is running the show, bringing in some guests, and this week we
1: have Heel Kev. Kev, what is going on my dude, how you doing? You guys are stuck with me, so, uh Steve, I apologize, but this is the part where like, you see your YouTube channel kind of go this way, and then once you put me on here, it goes that way. Like quick. Well we're
0: just gonna end this show right now then if
1: that's what works. (laughs) That that that's that's probably in your best interest. (laughs) I mean you see what happened on my TikTok channel.
0: Oh jeez, let's not get we're not getting into that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, not at all.
0: Not at all. Just (laughs) a quick little joke. Alright guys. Uh first off, if for those of you who don't know heel Kev, Kev, give you give yourself your own plug to start this off. Tell us about yourself. Tell us how you got into wrestling.
1: What's up guys? Uh some of you know me, some of you don't like uh, Steve said. My name is Heel Kevin. I'm a full-time wrestling content creator on both TikTok, Twitch. I do a little bit on YouTube. Um, but I've been a wrestling fan. I always say I've been a wrestling fan for 31 years because I'm 31 years old. And I don't remember a time where I wasn't a wrestling fan. Um, Steve, you and I have had conversations. I've had family in wrestling. My wife has family in wrestling. It's just always been around my family. Um, There was never, like, a major moment where it was like, okay, wrestling hooked me. It was just that thing we always did. It was a constant, like, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you eat dinner, we watched wrestling. It was the thing that the family always did. Um, So, yeah, I was just, I've always been around it, and I've just stuck with it. I've always loved it. Um, It's, there's been bad times, there's been good times, just like everything else. But for the most part, it's always in some way or another entertained me. And I've always found something I liked about it. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, uh, started on YouTube doing belt reviews. I'm a big belt collector. Uh, Steve, you've seen some of my collection. Um, started doing belt reviews, and then through YouTube, everybody was like, you need to make a Facebook page. Uh, so we did that. Facebook led to TikTok. I did not want a TikTok. My wife told me to make one. We were laying in bed one night. She was like, you should make one of these. You're pretty funny. I was like, I'm really funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but, uh, I made one and I wasn't quite sure what kind of content I wanted to do. I wasn't quite sure how people, you know, structured their content or anything like that. And it just came off really forced. Like I was trying to be funny. Um, which I found out is the worst thing you could do. Um, and then I saw somebody, um, making wrestling content. Uh, his name's Jake, Jake Persons. Uh, we've become really good friends. Um, but through him, I was like, okay, there's like a there's a community of people uh, who enjoy wrestling content. So let me do that. Let me show off some of the belts and talk wrestling. And you know, very very quickly, I started to hit that niche group of wrestling fans, um, and it just went from there. And then from TikTok came Twitch, and I started doing it just off and on. And now it's become my full time job.
0: No, that's brilliant, man. I love to hear it. And you, 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 me and Santi kind of have a very similar path, cause, uh, when Santi and I used to work together before we actually started our, uh, our journey on social media when it comes to wrestling, uh Santi used to always make fun of me that i had a tiktok like he always made fun of me being like dude what are you doing you're a grown-ass adult blah, it's the blah, cool blah.
1: thing to do to make fun of people for having tiktoks
0: exactly and now him and i are sitting at like 330 thousand subscribers fast forward a couple of years and you know what we can stick it to Santi, and i can't wait for him to see this part of the video all right <laughs> so kev i i really appreciate you coming on the show uh last minute i did have
1: uh it was are little- you your are you kidding me? I, I, I am on the straight, street shoot podcast and you're thanking me? No. Are you serious? Do you know who you guys are? <laughs> you just said it yourself. You guys came out of nowhere, created this very organic drama free community. I, I'm thanking you or get out of here with that thanking me bullshit.
0: Well, either way. Stop I being have, so humble. I have to be a humble host until we get right into this where I start shooting and you shoot back. All right, so Kev, for this, uh, for this show and for everyone else that's uh, listening across the globe, by the way, I just want to say a shout-out to uh, a couple of countries that I have noticed that have been listening to the podcast on Spotify. I want to shout-out Finland. I want to shout-out New Zealand. I want to shout-out Qatar. I want to shout-out Lagos, Nigeria. What a Nigeria. <laughs> Y'all listening down in Nigeria or over in Nigeria – I'm loving this. Uh, we got Bolivia, we got Chile, we've got a huge, massive fall in the US and Canada, obviously, the UK, what up UK. But like, when I saw Lagos, Nigeria, I said to Santi, I was like, yo, we're moving. We're, we're,
1: we're, we're making waves. We got warlords and wrestling fans. Let's go. It's always cool to see when you can, when you can pull up those analytics and see just how far your reach is and, like I always tell people, I'm just a guy behind the camera. And then when I'm on Twitch, and you see people, oh, I'm from the Netherlands, or I'm from here, or, I'm from there. The UK, uh, shout out Unicorn Goth, uh, who watches all the way from the UK. Yep. Um, it's always cool to see how far your reach is.
0: Yeah, it's it a- humbles you in a way. Absolutely, it's funny because when we were, uh, when him and I were uh, streaming, I don't believe you were in this stream, but we were on the TikTok live for uh, uh, the last Saudi event. We actually had somebody in the live at the event in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And they're like, we're watching you and watching the event at the same time. I was like, social
1: media can be such a great tool. People just use it for the wrong reasons majority of the time. Exactly. So (laughs) getting on to the topic of the show, we are getting into the road to
0: WrestleMania backlash. Um, Kev and I are going to do a quick little Monday Night Raw recap uh, and how we felt about some of the segments. Uh, my personal opinion on Raw this week is might be a little bit different to Kev's, but we'll see how it goes. So we're going to get into Monday Night Raw, and I'm not going into any order, but let's start off though with the start of the show. Our Tribal Chief and the ones, the Bloodline, with Paul Heyman, come out to probably the longest ring walk I have seen Roman do. That took forever. Like, oh my god, I swear to god, like, that took five to seven minutes for him to get to the ring. And it was, he really drew it out, but that's what you go to for good heel work. You draw out your screen time and you own it. And I feel Roman owned his screen time in this, and just to get to the Acknowledge Me. How did you feel about that for a start?
1: You know, you and I kind of talked about this the first time I jumped into your uh, TikTok live. We're in, we're in such uncharted waters with Roman Reigns and what he's doing and his long title reign and, and the work that they're doing. I'm very impressed how they've managed it. Keep it, um, I don't want to say relevant, but it's really the only word that I can think of. Keep it interesting. Keep our attention on it. Um, because as wrestling fans, we tend to kind of, pick up the new toy, and then put it down really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've kind of been sucked into this Roman thing, and even little things like drawing out your entrance, he does these little things, and you can tell he's getting advice, and he's listening, and he's applying it, and he's doing such a great job at being the person that everybody wants to see lose, and he keeps freaking winning. Um, I am very impressed. I did not think it was going to go this long. I didn't think it was going to go this well. Um, much like everybody when I saw Paul Heyman mm-hmm. kind of enter the fray, I, I got my hopes up for it, and they've delivered. They, they've really, really delivered with this. Yeah, and I think I just think there's a lot more good
0: things to come with this as well. I really love the fact that people are getting annoyed that it's dragging on so long, and I, tr- I truly believe with any good heel – you're going to get just a quality drag. And, like, we had that with Seth Rollins when he was with the Authority. It, was, it wasn't it mm-hmm. was as long, but people were just getting so frustrated with Rollins and how long this was drawn out and when is he going to lose. Like, how much more Seth Rollins can we see? And this mm-hmm. is the exact same thing that we're getting with Roman. And I'm very happy with it. But let's go into the segment. We get to the acknowledge me from our boy, and then, like our favorite commentators say, the RKO! And I'll say the most beautiful tandem RKO I have ever seen. Riddle hit that clean, Orton hit that clean, and it was just one of those ones where you're just sitting in there and you're like, Roman's cornered. What do we got now? Please, mm-hmm. take, take this from me, Kev.
1: Um, I think one of the coolest things about this, and I said this on my Twitch, um, I, sh- I do watch alongs for every show on, uh, on my Twitch channel and we were watching it live. And the first thing I said after that happened was, you know, we always get that RK out of nowhere. When's the last time we got two out of nowhere and they looked great. Yeah. There was a big pop for it. They did great camera work where they zoomed in on Roman. So you didn't see him slide in. It was almost like even the crowd was in on it because, Normally when somebody interferes, you get that large rumble from the crowd to kind of foreshadow what's about to happen. Yeah. If I recall correctly, that didn't happen. No. It literally came out of nowhere, and it was awesome, and I think they did a great way of setting up um, uh, Drew to come out and have his little spot. I'm going to save my opinion on their match for when we actually talk about Backlash because that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, But for what they did on Raw – it was really good. I, I really enjoyed the segment. I really enjoyed him drawing out the acknowledgement. As soon as we got it, it was cut short. Uh, RK Bros doing amazing. Um, they've done a they've done a good job of, for me anyway, making Drew McIntyre interesting again. I think Drew McIntyre was a victim of circumstance. He had it was finally time for him to get the championship. He had a good run with the title. It was just during the pandemic, so everything was kind of stale. Everything had that big asterisk next to it. Um, So I feel like a lot of people downplay his title reign and don't give it the credit it's due. Um, So now that fans are back and they're bringing him back into the fold and stuff like that, I'm really excited about it. And and I think they're doing really good to suck us into it.
0: Yeah, and we'll get more into uh, Drew's title reign and everything going into the match at at WrestleMania Backlash. I really want to touch on that heavily. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do agree that... Drew had probably one of the most underrated title reigns of, of a long time. And no fault of his own. No, exactly. And he did great work as well. Like, look how over he was with the Rumble elimination uh, of Brock Lesnar. So oh, yeah. Look at that pop in, in this. In, I think – what was that? In, was that in Texas? Was that – was that I in, think so, yeah. Was that Rumble in Texas? I think it was.
1: Uh, correct I think me it was Houston, Houston, wasn't it? Yeah, correct me if
0: I'm wrong in the comments, but anyways. Oh, they he, will. He He was so over. Anyways, let's move into uh, the next next spot of the uh, next segment, or not the next segment. Next thing I want to talk about: Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens versus Street Profits and Ezekiel. Or sorry, should I say Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel? <laughs> let's go to the oh. backstage segment for a second. Is it me, <laughs> or should they just have the Street po- Profits as the backstage commentary? because Absolutely. every time they are on they cut better promos behind the scenes than they do
1: actually in the ring. Go ahead. Oh no, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but they're the perfect hype men for whatever is about to happen. Yep. They they could they could they could sell anything. They're the perfect hype men. When they were coming over to Raw and they were doing like their vignettes every single week, yep. it was always entertaining. And if you're looking for somebody to hype the next segment or the next match, you you've got everything you need right there. Montez Ford's a Future Hall of Famer. I'm calling it now. Um, I don't know about his partner. I don't know about about Hawkins, but or Dawkins, sorry, Dawkins. but um Montes Ford's a Future Hall of Famer in my book.
0: it's ah, a big show. That's a big show. We'll see that. But let's get to like the storyline. And I personally, personally, and it's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the best storyline on tele on on professional wrestling right now is Kevin Owens and ezekiel uh, sorry Elias's younger brother Ezekiel. <coughs> this is um, by far the best storyline going. it is comedy gold it is Kevin Owens at his finest carrying another storyline like he does. This cannot end. And I'm going to speak for Santee as well, because I know how over Santee is on Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel, and this Kevin Owens storyline. By the way, happy birthday, Santee. It was yesterday, but uh, happy
1: birthday. Um, but anyways, this was this has got to be the best, is it not? No, it absolutely is, and I don't want to continue to say the things that everybody else is saying, but we kind of have to. Kevin Owens is carrying it. Kevin Owens is, has, you know... He, he's he's made it something. He's made it something we want to watch. I think what WWE did um, right out the gate was brilliant. Um, they did with all these name changes that we see, whether they're dropping a name or completely changing a name, whatever the case may be. They didn't try to do that with this. Um, they they had him come out as Ezekiel, but they immediately had Kevin Owens out there like, "No, you're Elias." So right there, that told me, okay, they're not trying to insult our intelligence. They're not trying to. Get us to believe something that we know isn't true. I mean, you look at a guy like Pat McAfee who was in NXT with Pete Dunne and now he's sitting on SmackDown. And he has to call him Butch. Like it's not the same person you were working with. They've allowed this, this little gray area for us to be like, okay, they're not insulting our intelligence. Let's see what they do with it. And that's the only reason I stayed involved in it is yeah. because they weren't trying to force it on us. They, they allowed us to object to it and they put the absolute perfect person in that role uh to to do that and you know i can't remember if it was you or if it was jade who said it last uh last episode but kevin owens really will put his heart and soul into anything that he's given my only fear my only fear when i look at this is what happens when kevin owens moves on yeah this does not work
0: no and i agree um i think WWE did the right thing in offering Kevin Owens the contract that he wanted because I think mm-hmm. losing Kevin Owens and having Kevin Steen show up on Dynamite would have been the first nail in the proverbial coffin <clears throat> for a lot of fans jumping. That was mm-hmm. that's that's my thought on that. Kevin if Kevin <sighs> Steen ever showed up on AEW, oh no. Like th- that just changes that would be the massive rock that it makes that wave, right? Um, but giving him what he's, that he's given and the been given and the storylines he has gone through so, thus far since signing the new contract, I think Kevin Owens is really enjoying what he is doing right now. Mm-hmm. It looks like it. Um, he's full character, even on his socials, he seems more active and enjoying himself. So I really think this is the best situation That WWE could have created for themselves with Kevin Owens to give him time to enjoy himself again, then start putting him into a feud. Because he can't be out of the title picture that long. Mm -hmm. He is one of those guys that doesn't need a title. He doesn't. Like, say, Seth Rollins or uh, Triple H or HBK or Undertaker. Those guys never needed a title but they always need to just be at that arms length of the mm-hmm. title picture. So when this does tend turn to ha- turn and start to happen, I'm worried about the Ezekiel character as well and I don't want to see him fall into the 24/7 title.
1: You know, it's a double-edged sword because we talk about how good Kevin Owens is, Kevin Steen whatever you want to call him. Um I know he's from Canada, but we've adopted him as a good old American boy. He's ours now. Um but anyway, um it really shows how good he is. Yeah. It really shows his versatility, his depth, his his range as a character and what he can do and whether he's been a heel or a face. I and I might get a little bit of heat for this comment and hey, I'm used to it, but I don't think there's another wrestler in WWE right now with crowd connection like Kevin Owens. No. Nope. Kevin Owens, whether he's been a heel or a face, he's always kind of been that voice of the crowd even when he's shooting on somebody as a heel. He's saying things that we're all thinking when he was having the rivalry with Shane McMahon, coming out there and saying, "Shane, why are you on TV? There's people busting their asses in the back who should be out here, and you're taking time from them." It's the stuff we always thought. It's the stuff we wanted to say. And whether you look at it like that or not, Kevin Owens has always kind of been the voice of the people, and he flourishes in that position.
0: Yeah, he in 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 uh, lesser context and shorter way say it. He straight shoots. He's a straight shooter, and at the end of the day, we love him for it. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's move into a weird segment quickly. I just want to touch on this one. I wasn't going to, but we've been having this Bobby Lashley, Omos kind of thing back. Oh, I see you shaking your head. Just let let me get there. Let me get there. Go ahead. I'm not a fan of it because it reminds me of the Chris Masters. Uh, Master Lock challenge thing that they used to have in the early 2000s, and I wasn't very over on that. Um, talk about a fall from grace for Bobby Lashley. Um, uh, ex-world champion not, what, six months ago? Five months ago? Somewhere around there. To mid-card trying to carry Omos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we randomly have Cedric Alexander back in the picture.
1: Thoughts? I call it the Ziggler complex. Okay. You have somebody who is talented. You have somebody who can work. You have somebody who can put on a great match. And they attach him to somebody who needs help, thinking that they are going to bring that person up to their level, when more times than not what happens is they drop. Not necessarily because they got worse, but because we don't care about who they're working with, it therefore makes us not care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Omos is a lost cause, in my opinion. Omos, Ooh, big show. There's, there's nothing about him that excites me. He should never talk. His promos are garbage. And to this point, everything they have done with him, in my opinion, and, and I got to say that a lot, in my opinion, uh, because we're all allowed to have our own opinions on in wrestling uh for people who didn't know um but <laughs> I just had to sneak that in there um it almost feels like with omos that it is insert random big guy with random big guy' storyline over and over and over. We see the arm wrestling we see the 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 restricted moves that they do in the match we see how they just go out there and just. Look like this dominating force. Let's not sit here and pretend that Bobby Lashley isn't a dominating force on his own. Like, I just <laughs> wasn't he called the Dominator for a while. <laughs> his finisher was the Dominator. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, I just feel like I feel like when it comes to like big men, like seven footers, like Great Khali and Omos and stuff like that, they just they present them in a way that is so unbelievable to us. Yeah. We immediately reject it, and they've done it for so long, we won't even give big guys in wrestling a chance anymore. I mean, you look at what AEW is doing with the guy that they brought in. As soon as he walked out, everybody immediately crapped on it. Yeah. Some say it's for his debut. Some say, my opinion is, pro wrestling has done nothing to get us excited about these giants. Yeah. We just stopped caring. It's not- we know they're going to come in and just yeah be shoved down our throats and look dominant and... They get outworked, but they lose to the people who's outworking them.
0: It's not the Andre effect anymore. Like, and no disrespect to Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and Undertaker and Kevin Nash and and Glenn Jacobs as Kane. Those were seven footers in a time where. Sorry, did I just say Hulk Hogan was seven feet tall? I'm sorry. You did. I'm gonna cut that out. Anyways. But the the rest that I mentioned those guys were in at the right time. Andre the Giant was a draw because back in the 80s before internet and social media and all this stuff, you didn't see men like that. Mm-hmm. And he was a draw for that reason. He was also a great he was also a great force uh, and a great locker room leader, we all know that, but that was then. You bring out the Undertaker who is new. He's a different type of 7-footer because he can fly. Mm -hmm. And they told him to slow down because he didn't need to do that kind of stuff. But he still, when he had to do it, he can turn it on. You're not going to see Omos doing a swan dive over the top rope. And if they do, God forbid and God help whoever he lands on. Yeah. Uh, Kane, again, still had the Undertaker agility. Uh, And those guys were draws for those reasons because they were great gimmicks. And great athletes. All in the same thing. But Omas and Sanjay Singh, Sanmir Singh, what's his name?
1: Sanjay Singh, I think. I think. Those guys are just, I'm going to come down and I'm going to chop you like the great Kali. and... That's exactly what I was going to get at. The guys that you named prior, they took that big man mold, that cookie cutter style of a big man and they altered it and they made it their own and they made it something different that appealed to us and the guys who haven't hit guys like great colleague guys like the guy in AEW, guys like omos um they they it's almost like they come out to the ring and they're like i'm a big guy so i don't need to work hard Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying and and that's kind of where i'm at with omos i feel like he doesn't he feels like he doesn't have to work hard because he's just big yeah and that's not that's not okay. No, and I get that.
0: So I think we've beaten that one to death. I just wanted to see your opinion on it. We've got two more matches I really want to talk about and then get into the topic of the show. Let's go into something that I'm really thinking is not needed currently, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get heat on it. The Miz rivalry with theory would be perfect in itself, I believe. This whole Mustafa Ali thing confuses me and I I I shot on it on the last week's episode but nothing from this past week changed my mind on it. It yeah. is just Mustafa Ali with a new entrance th- song, with a little bit more of a a, a a a sharper edge to him on the mic. But it's is it
1: needed for this to be a three-way rivalry right now? No. Um, absolutely not. And I agree with what was said on the last show, not to be repetitive, but Ke- um, Miz is very much that Kevin Owens character who's going to make anything good. I don't think that WWE believes Miz is as good as he is. And it's not just with this. It's it, it, it's with everything. I mean, we all remember the the Talking Smack promo with the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, they had nothing for them because, I mean, they were focused on other things. They don't realize what gem they have. It's almost as if they're like, okay, we have to give Miz all these crutches before we do this theory thing when you could just go straight into it because the Miz is going to make it work. Yeah. The Miz is going to make it work regardless. And it might not be, it might not be a grand slam. It might not be a home run, but I promise you it's going to be at least a double. Yeah. It's going to be a base hit. I promise you the Miz is going to do, the best he can to make it work, and I just feel like, from 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 my eyes and in my opinion, that WWE feels like they have to give Miz more crutches than he actually needs. Yeah. The Miz doesn't need crutches. No. Let the man go. Yeah, and I I I'm not a big I'm not a big
0: fan on the Miz personally. I think his in ring work is terrible, but his everything else he does is fantastic. He is he is the best. He is one of the best heels. Of this generation. I'll just say that. One of the best talkers by far. Absolutely. Um, Let's move into a quick small segment. Um, I really don't care what's going on. In the 24-7 run. But there was a segment. Shortly after this. And it was Nikki ASH. Sitting in the back. And Dewdrop comes in. With this almost venom malice look on her face. And she Mm. looks at her. Her Scottish counterpart. And says "All right." Are you done messing around with this garbage type thing? hmm That got me very excited because I loved Nikki's uh, – re- <laughs> I love Nikki Cross. Now, so good. Now that Karrion Cross is gone and the only reason they switched her name is to give Karrion his name on the roster, mm-hmm. are we going to go back to Drop and Nikki Cross – going for the women's tag titles and if so is this something that we should be excited about a finally a big dominant
1: women's tag team that we can get excited about i absolutely think so um i hope it's a i know there's a lot in pro wrestling that you don't acknowledge i also don't acknowledge the bella twins just gonna go and throw that out there i don't acknowledge um piper nevin's new name Um, I've never called her that name. I will never call her that Mm -hmm. name because she is that big dominant worker, that fantastic worker. If you guys watched any of, you know, NXT UK, you know how good that woman really is. And you bring out, you know, the, the old Nikki Cross, the sanity Nikki Cross to this day. My favorite Nikki Cross moment is on SmackDown when Becky Lynch was talking about being the champion and out comes Nikki Cross. She gets right in her face and she says, I'll play with you, Becky. Let's go. Gold. Gold, bro. Yeah. Gold. I want that. Yeah. I want a women's tag team that I can believe in. Not saying that they're not there now. Not saying that there's not women's tag teams that I haven't believed in, but I want a fresh one. I want something I can get excited about. And this little segment between Piper Nevins. Yes. And, uh, and, and Nikki Cross, um, it shined just enough light on the situation to let you know something's there. You don't know what it is. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be nothing, but we're excited to
0: see what happens. Absolutely. It excites me. I'm, I, I think we're going to have to touch on this in future episodes uh, with my future guests and obviously with Santi. but I think WWE has finally set, set, uh, set a plateau here. Um, going in with the women's division again, we had a six, uh, six women tag match um between uh what was it Becky Lynch um
1: Rhea R- and Sonya versus Liv Oscar and uh Bianca okay thank you for that I'm going to skip to the end cuz okay.
0: really first off it wasn't the best match at all it was three good heels versus Two faces and the women's champion. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say because I don't acknowledge Bianca as a face. Uh,
1: Same.
0: But anyways, is this a massive moment? Another massive moment for Liv Morgan getting I don't this think. getting this pin. I don't think so. Okay, explain.
1: Should it be yes? But they have done such a such a job of downplaying the person that Sonny DeVille is. Mm-hmm. They have done such a massive job of dulling her edge. Um, I don't think it is. And it's because the role that Sonya Deville's in right now, anytime she gets in that ring, you expect her to lose. You, you expect she's going to take the loss. I, I think she should have won. I would have loved for her to become the champion last week. Um, I agree with what you guys said. It it needed one less segment instead of doing, oh, we're gonna restart no count out, then we're gonna restart no DQ. She should have just openly said, We're gonna restart the match, no count out, no DQ. You bypass all that BS and you still get the same result. Exactly. Um, so I I would have loved to see Sonya go over. It would have been something nobody expected. But uh getting back to your original question. I just think they've done, they've taken so much away from Sonya and not, not really that they've done it intentionally, but because of her absence from the ring, because she's been gone from the ring so long, uh, she's no longer that feared competitor. It's a win for her in a big main event match. So I think that does good for Liv. I think winning the main of getting the pin in the main event of Raw, uh, does good. But the fact that it was over Sonya Deville, I don't think it really adds to it. I think the fact that she got the win in the main event, um, is all the, all the stakes she had in that match, and Sonny was just the one who took the pin.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I think it's just another, they're slow playing this to potentially uh, SummerSlam. But then again, Bianca doesn't have a match at uh, Backlash yet, at least nothing that's on the card uh, that I'm seeing. I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point, Bianca doesn't have a match. So maybe we get a, a late moment, you know, they're just gonna throw Liv Morgan in, or is gonna find a way to get herself into a match on the on the card. We, we will see. Anyways, the final part of Raw that I really want to get into is the one everybody wants to talk about: Damian Priest and Edge versus AJ Styles. I see your face, and my face is exactly the same, and the crowd was screaming it. AJ um, AJ gets beaten down. Edge grabs two chairs. They're looking mm-hmm. like they're gonna do the business on the shoulder, the injured shoulder of AJ. And all of a sudden, that beautiful music of Finn Balor's hits.
1: And mm-hmm. you could take it from here, but oh my days. Um just to uh just to throw this in there, I think Edge is doing some of the best heel work of his career. Agreed. I think I think this faction is redefining um, who he is and allowing him to show a different side of him that we've seen. You know, with like the edge heads and stuff like that, but never this deep, methodical character, this puppet master, uh, cult leader-esque type person. Um, but with Finn coming out to make the save, let's go ahead and just get right into that. On the Bullet Club's birthday, you have two former leaders of the Bullet Club. They come out. I know everybody wants, wants thinks I'm going to talk about Edge. Edge is tied for my all-time favorite wrestler. It's him and Dusty Rhodes. Um, but, uh, the fact that they had Finn come out um, and make the save, and they did the two sweet in the ring, it shows just because they won't televise, you know, they're former leaders of the Bullet Club, and they were here, and they did this, they still let them do enough to let the fans know that they acknowledge it. They yeah. might They might not do it openly, but they do it just enough to be like, hey, they let them do that. We didn't think they'd ever do that on this program. That's yeah. awesome. And it excited me. It really did. Yeah. Will birthday, come on.
0: I I, I Come on. I actually marked out just a little bit. Um, not as much as I have done recently with some other things, but I really, really am over on this. I really hope this became, becomes something else. Um, mm-hmm. Judgment Day does definitely need a solid rivalry, even though uh, the only thing that we have on the card is AJ versus Edge. And uh Damien's band from ringside. Mm-hmm. I still see something happening here with this new found partnership of uh AJ and Finn and I'm looking forward to it. So
1: you know, we've wanted them to be put together for so long now. Going back to when AJ was with the Good Brothers and they'd have, you know, the 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 glances in passing with um with Finn Balor and then we had the Adam Cole thing and NXT they've always hinted at it they've always um acknowledged that these guys maybe they didn't come out and say it but with these little random passings and skits they've always kind of acknowledged that these guys are from another territory they're from another uh place and we know they're here and we know they work good together and stuff like that i would love to see them finally pull the trigger on a pairing of these guys who know each other so well phenomenal workers could be a great team a great rival for judgment day I'm really excited, and I hope we get it.
0: Yeah, so – all right, man. So that's our – so we're going to move into the next part of the show, Kev, um, and that's going to be our lead into WrestleMania Backlash. And, yes, okay, we do have SmackDown coming up on Friday, which we really have no idea what's going to happen. But I'm just going to go through the card, and this is in no particular order, um, and we're just going to go over the matches and really get an idea and an opinion on – where these rivalries can move and really what we think about what these matches are really going to be. Okay. So I'm going to move into, um, a very poor, very poor build. I'm going to get heat on this, but I don't care. I'm going to do we ever No. (laughs) Why are we still doing Ronda versus Charlotte? Like, why is this happening? Why is Ronda Rousey still on WWE television, and why are we doing an I Quit match for the SmackDown's women's title when we already know the submission specialist is Ronda Rousey? Mm -hmm. In in hindsight, and I don't want to say real life, but it's the only thing coming to mind right now, Ronda would tear Charlotte apart in a shoot. So, what are we going to get here? What are we achieving if Ronda wins? And what are we achieving if Charlotte retains?
1: Nothing. We're getting disappointment either way. Um, I think the only reason Ronda's... Ronda's getting cheered right now for two reasons, in my opinion. Is she a legit badass? Absolutely. Is she an amazing athlete? Absolutely. But then again, so is Bianca, and I don't like her either. Um, But... I feel like the only reasons um Rhonda is getting the pop or getting the cheers that she is is, one, she just came back, and two, it's because everybody can't stand Charlotte. It's the lesser of the two evils. Nobody's cheering for who they like better. They're cheering for who they hate the least out of these two. Um, there are so many other talented women. There are so many other options And it's just like this narrow-minded tunnel vision on what they want it to be. And they're going to cater to Charlotte. They're going to cater to Ronda. And they're going to go back and forth. And I'm with you, man. I don't know why we're getting it. Um, It happened at WrestleMania. Play the cards you're dealt. Charlotte won. Move on. Get somebody else in there. I want a fresher face in the title picture. I want somebody that we're not used to. I want new feuds. I want... WWE has the best women's division out of any wrestling company right now. The only one that I think could rival them is Impact. They're doing good things with their women's division. Um, But WWE definitely has the the cream of the crop for women's wrestlers. Um, And I just wish they would use some of these ladies. I just watched a podcast with Ember Moon where she was talking about the way they were being treated on her way out why she was so unhappy, and it sucks that women's wrestling has come so far and we're taking so many steps back. Yeah. And I only bring that up to say this, if we didn't do that, if, if they weren't going back to, if anybody didn't see it, Ember Moon said, you know, we had a two-hour meeting on why we need to dress sexy and look like Mandy Rose and stuff like that. They don't care about the wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. They had this women's revolution, they had their women's pay-per-view, and now, okay, we gave you your bone, now go sit down and shut up. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't like it. If they actually highlighted these, I would love to see Shotzi Blackheart as women's champion. Yep, yeah. I would love it. It's never gonna
0: happen. They'll never give it to her. No. Um So yeah, I, I think we I beat that. We beat that one to death because really, fuck. What 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 are we gonna uh, what are we gonna do with um with the women's division at this point? Like I we watched Dynamite tonight, and the women's division on Dynamite is. They've got big names, but it is so poor. Like look at the, look at the boost they gave um um Ruby Riot coming in. Mm hmm. And then boom. Like tag in a tag feud or holding people back in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what, I'm really, I, I think, sorry, I think we're going to hit on this a little bit. Um I'm actually going to add another segment to this uh, because we have missed a very important part. We did miss the releases from this week, so we're going to hit Backlash, and then we're going to get into the releases just to make sure we cover that, and we can cover the women's division a little bit more. So Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, who you got winning?
1: Ronda. Charlotte's going to be a 30-time champion by the time she's done. Uh, she'll probably be a thirty-time champion by next year. Who knows? Uh, but I think Ronda takes this yeah, one, and I don't. I don't like it either way. I'm going Charlotte Flair on that one.
0: Um, let's go into one that we've kind of beat to death already: Bobby Lashley versus Omos with MVP. Again, another match. Like, is this card starting to lead to something that's very disappointing? Like, this, this could all be left for Raw, could it not?
1: It, it very well could be. You know, around SummerSlam. I stopped watching WWE when they had that whole Easter egg hunt bull crap going on. I stopped watching WWE altogether, Um and then I kind of gave it a second chance when I heard Cody was going to show up. It's gotten better, but now it's it seems like we're starting to take that long walk backwards again, like I said, with the women's division. Um, I don't mean to be cocky, arrogant, or disrespectful to anybody, but as far as this match, who do I have? Oh, or Bobby Lashley. I don't give a shit either way. Yeah. I, uh, I just don't
0: care. Just to take a pick, I am going to say they're going to swerve us and get and put Omos over on this.
1: If I were to pick one, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. Because um, Bobby won at Mania.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, my bathroom break match is what I call it, or go get your beer for halfway through the event. Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. You're gonna need something stronger than beer, homie. Well, well, that proper twelve hasn't been cracked on your shelf. I know that. It uh, hasn't. Uh But yeah, um, why? Like I, I, Baron Cor anything anytime Baron Corbin's on TV, like Santi knows this. I just almost throw up. Um, Madcap Moss. I think there's something with this guy, but mm-hmm. it's not this. No. Like, this gives me Damien Sandow vibes. How they built his character to start before he went to Mizdow, and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. went back to himself, and he reinvented himself. We need this with Madcap.
1: Because there's something with this guy, but it's not feuding with Corbin. I think the best thing for Madcap is to go away for, you know, three, four, five months, come back as a completely different person, stay away from Corbin, um, I just, you know, we go back four weeks into the past. Can we acknowledge that night one of WrestleMania was fantastic? WrestleMania as a whole was pretty good this year. I will say it was one of the best I've seen in the last five years. So we can agree that WWE knows how to put on a good pay per view. Yes, they're just choosing not to do it.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like they're just budgeting for yeah. For their end of year. And it's very much seen. It's very well seen in this. So uh yeah. who, do, who do you got?
1: Um, just because I think he has more potential. And I'd be more invested in him if he had a character change. I'm going Mad Cat.
0: And I'm going to say WWE is stupid. And it's going to be Corbin. And I, guys, I'm not shooting on WWE. I'm just very disappointed in what we are seeing so far in the six matches that we have. Now we're Mm going to get into the good matches of the night, but still, like, we just saw these four weeks ago. Um, I'm disappointed in this next one. I really am. Because (laughs) I wanted this tag title unification to happen this weekend. Okay, so we agree. Let's go. Drew McIntyre – or, sorry. RK-Bro and the Bloodline – Jimmy and Jey Uso, the ones, have now been added into a six-man tag with the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre.
1: hmm
0: WWE, this is the part in the podcast where I know you're not watching, but I'm going to shoot. Why ruin something good? You had money, and now you're like, let's start a feud and blend it together. Why? We we had this. You six weeks. Four weeks. Of we're going to unify the titles. And we're going to bring out new titles. And make the bloodline the greatest faction. In WWE. Now in the last
1: ten years. What are you doing? Why? <clears throat> Kev. I completely agree. Um, everything they've done leading up to this unification match has had me. It's been interesting. It's been fun. Orton is having. Oh, Orton is a, a brand new person. Twenty years into his career, and he he's brand new. His batteries are recharged. His his promo against the 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 Usos on SmackDown. This is my ring. This is my show. This is Riddle's ring. This is Riddle's show. Having a great time. Absolutely loved it. I was, I was locked into this. I wanted it so badly. And here's the thing about Roman. Roman has become such a star. Such a draw. Such a, in his words, a needle mover. You can, you cannot have him on a show. You did it with Brock. You did it with Goldberg. You did it with all these other people. Let him sit one out. Let's have this. Because you have done such great things with the bloodline. It's almost like you're running out of ideas. How do, how do we add to this? How do we keep it going? How do we keep people interested? We unify the tag titles, add that element to the bloodline, let them run with it, make people hate them even more because now they're, now they have all these titles that are supposed to be spread out, but people are holding them hostage. Maybe we let Jay go for the US. Maybe we let Jimmy go for the Intercontinental. Maybe we send Roman down to NXT to get that belt too, just because he fucking can. Exactly.
0: So here's my put thing. Instead, we're gonna do this. So here's my thing. All they needed to do, if you WWE feel you need to have Roman Reigns on a fucking pay per view, put him in a chair in the middle of the aisle and let him watch his cousins. And if they fail, they get scalded. At the end of the match, they come in. They have to acknowledge their tribal chief, and they get scalded, and they get taken back like whipping boys. You know. Get the lashes. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I'm... Guys, I am not against Drew McIntyre and being put into a match against Roman. Not at all. Build it for six... Build it to SummerSlam. Build it to Hell in a Cell. Hell Mm
1: -hmm. in a Cell. I just got back from Chicago. Build it to Hell in a Cell in Chicago. In a world where you're being criticized as you can't build something... Um, or, or you can't, you're not building, you're not investing, you're not storytelling, all this other stuff. And I know some people out there say that WWE's is doing great long-term storytelling. I don't see it. I don't. It's just my opinion. Sue me it is what it is. But um, you have built something so great. You have shown people you can build it. You've shown people you can draw their attention. You've shown people that you can repackage something and re- redesign something to where it's cool and it's hip and it's fresh and everybody's locked in on it. And then you fucking changed it. You shot yourself in the fucking foot. Yeah. Because, and in, in, in don't get me wrong, for the last 800 and some odd days, 900 days, everybody's talking about Roman. Everybody wants Roman. Everybody wants to see what Roman's going to do. This is the one time in that title reign where no one gave a shit about Roman, and we wanted to see the Usos and RK Bro. Yeah. We wanted to see the two most over teams you have right now, just fucking lock horns and tear it up. Well, 100%, Kev. I agree with you. I think this is
0: the only one that we're going to agree on, like 110 and 15 and 22 million percent. They just needed Roman off this. Roman didn't need this to touch it to make it gold. He didn't need to perform the Midas effect on this.
1: Too many hands in a pot. Leave it alone.
0: You know what? Make Drew... Work for it or something, even though he doesn't need to work for it. To if you want Drew on the on the on the pay per view, then put him in something else to gain, to gain get to Roman. You know, set up that wall. Um, I'm just gonna ask for an opinion on this. Who do you got? Because the way it's set up, if they're not unifying the tag titles, my mindset it's RK Bro and Drew. The bloodline is gonna have a bad day, and what they're going to do, they're going to lead this storyline into Hell in a Cell with Roman pissed off, wanting revenge for the lost at Backlash. There's something that's going to happen here, and I think Roman doesn't get pinned. It's going to be Jimmy or Jay that gets pinned by Drew.
1: Yeah, you know, titles on the line, I got the bloodline all day long. Unifying the titles, I got the bloodline. I think I made that very clear. Yeah. You take the titles off the line, uh Roman's been working Drew during house shows. That's the next feud from what it looks like is what they want to do. Uh so the way you kick start that feud, the way you take it from the house shows to televised programming, you give Ro- you give uh, uh Drew the win. He beats somebody who who's not Roman and uh you go ahead and that's how you're going to kick start the feud or I think that's what they're thinking they're going to do. Uh so yeah, I got uh I got um Drew pinning one of the twins. All right.
0: Uh let's move to AJ versus Edge. Um take everything away, take judgment day, take the uh the bullet club stuff away. This is a dream match. Yes, this is a this is one of those ones where you sit there in bed as a wrestling fan and you're like what could I imagine that could potentially never happen. But we're gonna. Then I would love to create it as one of my dream matches. Uh, I'm watching it right here: AJ Styles versus Edge. Oh my god! Like, can we acknowledge just how good this match has the potential to be? No, David I like English. your choice of words: the potential to potential to be, to be. because we've seen AJ Nakamura. That was horrendous. The double the the double the, the what was it a, a timed
1: out or a double double count out or whatever it was but no they they faced at WrestleMania and then they went on for the next six months punching each other in the dick yeah
0: <laughs> but I'm talking about the original match like you're like a WrestleMania match and what was it it was like a double count out or some shit something like that yeah anyways Damian Priest banned <clears> but <throat> the new alliance the two sweet Bullet Club alliance with Finn and AJ I'm gonna say we're still going to get something. I think there's a run-in from Finn uh, to stop Priest from coming in or something. Um, what do you got on them this match? Let's make it quick uh, because we have a big match that we got to talk about at the end. Um, wh- what do you got on this?
1: Um, so real quick, I agree. I think this would have been a dream match nine years ago mm-hmm. um, when Edge was in his prime. Uh, but if there's one person... We saw it with the Boneyard match. We've seen it time and time again with AJ. If there's somebody who can cater to what some, and for lack of a better term, old-timer can do, and Edge is one of my favorites. But for somebody who can't keep up with AJ, for AJ to adjust and make them look good, I think AJ is the best person to do it. Um, I think he's going to make Edge look like a million dollars. I think it's going to be a great match, or like you said, has the potential to be. One thing I want to say is I wish WWE wasn't so narrow-minded Um, Damian Priest is banned from ringside he's not banned from backstage he's not banned from when he's walking out to the ring he's not banned after the match he's not banned when AJ shows up to the arena so I would love to see something like that come into play where where maybe we get that that save from Balor or, or something like that I hope they incorporate it some kind of way uh but I do think we're in for a treat with this match. Hey, I per- I personally
0: uh think that WWE does watch our podcast because Santi and I have been booking everything for the past 6 months and may- it's all come to fruition. Uh I E MVP turning on Lashley with Omos called that like 8 weeks ago. So, just saying what you just said, hey, WWE, if we we, we want to start getting uh, gratuity on this. <laughs>
1: uh
0: who do you got on this match? I'm saying Edge.
1: You know what? I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm going to say the fans win on this one, man. Okay. I think it's going to be so good. The fans are the real winners. But who's going to score the one, two, three?
0: Judgment takes a loss. I don't think Edge hot. takes
1: a loss. Judgment I don't think edge too takes hot. a loss. Yeah, yeah I don't think Edge hot. takes a loss.
0: All right, final match of the night. And I'm going to believe this is the main event. It cannot be. With how much money they're putting in Cody Rhodes right now, we have Seth freaking Rollins versus the American Nightmare, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. I'm
1: going to let you lead this one, Kev. Look, I'm a big Rhodes fan. I am I, I love in Cody's song where it says there's more than one, uh, wrestling has more than one royal family. I've always been a Rhodes guy. That NWA title for all of you watching the show says, that's not what the NWA title looks like. That is my tribute to Dusty Rhodes, yellow lacing with yellow polka dots. That's my dusty belt. I love the roads. Love them. I think what, I, I think Cody and Rollins fucking killed it at Mania. Loved every second of it. Um, I love what they're doing back and forth. I, I really do. This match, you take the worker that Seth Rollins is. You take the worker that Cody is. I know I'm going to get heat because I'm a Cody fan. I don't care. I don't care. Um, but I love Cody Rhodes. I really enjoy Seth Rollins. As an Edge fan, I never thought there would be a time where I get Edge versus AJ, and I say that's not the match I'm looking forward to the most. But I, that's that's the case here. I'm looking forward to Cody versus uh, Rollins. If this was nine years ago, I would be looking forward to Edge and AJ more. But it's not. I can't suspend the idea that Edge has lost a step. He's doing a great job hiding it. Yeah. He is catering to what he can do. Um, and he's playing his game. I get that. But well, let's be honest here. He has lost a step. Cody and Ed, uh, Cody and Seth are in their prime. And I think they're going to deliver a much better match. Really excited for this match. This is the shining light of this pay-per-view with the exception of Judgment Day. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, I got Cody going over. I, uh, uh,
0: um, here's the thing. I, I, I'm calling this the battle of the entrance music because (laughs) these two have by far the two best entrance entrances or entrance theme songs are really good on professional wrestling right now and i said professional wrestling i'm i'm putting judas below these guys all right hey judas with the fans is not overrated when the fans can get involved judas is not overrated judas is a song is overrated but Judas with the fans is not. You can't say that. Because any fan involvement, look at when Cody comes out and the whoa hits and he goes, it's just like Finn Balor coming out to uh to to, to his music and he throws the arms up. Any mm-hmm. t- type of fan involvement I love. Yeah. Anyways, this match I will take this match on a WrestleMania. I will take this match In a Hell in a Cell. I will take this match. In NXT. I will take this match. In a backyard wrestling with five people. I will take this match. In a military legion. With a bunch of 85 year old men. That served for our countries. Because this match. Is a technical wrestling clinic. Mm Mm-hmm two of the best to do it and i am not over i am not as over on cody as everyone else is uh i.e santi he added them to the new day uh he added him to the new day the other day Uh, but what i am saying is seth rollins if i don't care if you want to call him tyler black I don't want to, I don't care if you want to call him Seth Rollins. I don't want to, don't care if you want to call him Becky Lynch's bitch. These two, I will say this is a five-star match and I mm-hmm. never shoot. Absolutely. On a, I never shoot on a five-star match. I am, ex- I didn't like mania because of the build. Cause it was like, Oh, who's it going to be? Maybe, maybe not Cody. Cody. And then everyone was just, like, so hyped that Cody returned. Now we get to see Cody's worth. Real worth. And I truly believe this is going to be great. Cody's too new to take the loss. Cody's going to go over. And we're going to see the next part of the development into Seth Rollins' kind of demonic Joker-style character. Mm -hmm. We're going to see kind of seth rollins begin to crack which is a very good thing but i don't i don't think cody needs this match we could also see this being a dq like seth seeing he's a little bit outmatched and you know he goes for the kendo he goes for the fucking chair he goes for whatever
1: i would love that i would love for them to find a way to extend it i think this is a rivalry that you can really drag out and what you do when you drag a rivalry like this out you take two of your top guys who people say need to be in that world title picture, rightfully so. Maybe not Cody just yet. I can see that. He, he's fresh. He's new. Let him earn his way into it. But you take two people who are main eventers. I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, but you give them something to do that's outside of the title picture. You kind of declutter that title picture, you get two people away from it doing something so awesome that we don't care that they're not in the title picture because yeah. we're really invested in what they're doing anyway. Yeah. It's like what I what I love what they did when um when uh they put the shield back together. You took three people who were in the title picture, you put them in a group, let them do tag stuff. It decluttered that title picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I was gonna say with this is even if Cody. Well, actually, I, I, I personally, the way I'm thinking this now and where the my creative mind, this does end in DQ. Yes. And this goes to Hell in a Cell. Didn't think about it until you said it, but I totally agree. This is our Hell in a Cell main event. I see it. And this will be our Hell in a Cell main event to add a third going into SummerSlam
1: for Drew Roman. Uh, That's a bold prediction.
0: WWE, I will take my check and you can just e-transfer me because I have I I've, I've just booked it. Hell in a cell, Cody. Here's the thing. What's the what's one of your favorite things about Dusty Rhodes in a violent match? Love seeing that color through that white hair. Right? Mm-hmm. Rollins, Cody, hell in a cell. Rollins cracks because of a DQ. It's a vicious match where you see color and it goes to a main event.
1: DQ. You know, it's funny that you say how it leads to SummerSlam because I've always said when Roman does eventually lose a title, it has to be in a triple threat where he doesn't take the pin. Yeah. To keep the other title just as strong. Exactly. So it's if... the only way to get one off of him and not weaken the other one or weaken Roman? Whatever title's on the line, he loses it in a triple threat, fatal four-way where he doesn't take the pin. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, we'll see what happens, right? All right, Kev. The waiting game.
0: Exactly. All right, Kev, I want you to uh, quickly plug your social medias. Uh, I think this was a phenomenal uh, episode of Straight Shoot. Guys, for those of you who heard me say we were going to do a recap on the recent WWE releases... I'm actually going to use that as an extension, and we are going to post a second video today or later on this week with the current WWE releases and our opinions on them. I am going to have Kev on for that, so pay attention to that. We are going to put the podcast up probably tomorrow. Kev,
1: plug yourself. Let's go. So once again, my name is Heel Kevin. You can find me on all forms of social media as Heel Kevin 1 except TikTok. I am now Heel Kevin 2 on TikTok. I post daily wrestling content over on my Twitch channel, if you guys are wrestling fans, which you clearly are because you're watching uh, this podcast, um, but if you're wrestling fans and you want to hang out with some other cool wrestling fans, I'm live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash every single weeknight at 7.25 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we do a lot of really cool things. We have a bunch of action figure giveaways, title giveaways, raffles. In the last two weeks, we've gave, given away about 10 belts on my uh, Twitch channel. So if you want to be a part of an awesome community and possibly win some really cool free stuff, jump over to my Twitch channel, hit the follow button, tune in for the streams. We'd love to see you over there. Um, aside from that, I just want to take another chance to seriously, man, thank you. I saw you guys come on to TikTok. That's where I found you guys at. You guys came out of nowhere. You guys have been doing such great work. And it was almost like I would really love to meet these guys one day and talk to these guys one day. And you and I have become really good friends since we started talking. And to be here on this show that I absolutely adore on TikTok is is awesome for me. So thank you for having me.
0: No, absolutely, dude. And the feeling uh, from myself, and I know Santi is absolutely mutual, uh, the content that you put through, uh, it was a shame with what happened, but I can't wait to see the growth on the next one um guys don't forget uh he'll uh kev's uh information will be below in the in the information of this video don't forget my name is mr tashk and just follow me on the straight shoot wrestling podcast on tiktok obviously here on youtube we are now on spotify we are on google music we are on all bunch of different platforms for uh listening while you're driving um for my personal ones, I am twitch.tv slash Mr I will not be streaming for the next month because I am having horrendous issues with my OBS, but I will be back at the start of June, right before Hell SL. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the second week with Santi being on holiday with my guests, Heel Kev, and like always,
1: too sweet. Take care. Have a good one. See you guys.